I don't wish anybody to sit in a chemo room. So if you've ever had a parent or anybody, you yeah. know, everybody's sitting there, you know, hooked up to these things. And this is the look of every person in that room like oh. that. If the cancer doesn't depress you, looking around that room is the most depressing environment you can be in. And I just was like, oh, hell no. I just said, I'm just going to work. I'm going to work until I pass out. Because by the end of the the, the, the chemo session, I was always like wiped out. Yeah. Um, I just worked until I literally went <laughs> right on yeah. my laptop. Hello, and welcome to yet another fabulous episode of Get Carried Away. Today, I am joined with Lee Levy, she is the founder of NEX Graphics. Lee is a Los Angeles-based creative director um, and with a proven track record of helping companies build a strong presence online with her amazing work with graphic design and, and web design. She overcame a battle with breast cancer in 2019 and has come back with a vengeance. She is here to inspire women to not only not give up on their dreams despite tragedy, but to persevere. And I'm excited to have you here. She's also a bra member and in her spare time, she's belly dancing. That's where you're going to find her. Welcome, <laughs> Lee. Thank you. It's so awesome to be here, Carrie. <laughs> so glad to have you. And I first want to say Lee's also quite flexible because I had to reschedule this podcast twice. <laughs> you were very, very accommodating. So I appreciate that very much. You know, you got to do it in today's times. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Things, things are crazy. Things are crazy. Um, now my, my very first question is web design. Um, if I would have asked 10 year old Lee, what she wanted to be when she grew up, would she have said a website developer designer? I will say hell no. <laughs> I will say no, that's for geeks. <laughs> what would what if she had said? She would have probably said a movie star, actress, you know, definitely something along those lines, because I just always wanted to be in some kind of glam field. Definitely not what I anticipated. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. And I guess that's why you like the Zumba and the belly dance and all of that, because that's yeah. kind of glamorous. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Well, then take me through what brought you to web design. You know, where, where did you start? Was it something you studied in school? Are you kind of someone who learned by doing? Like, how did that whole journey start for you? I'm going to be totally honest with you. It was an accident. <laughs> Oh. It, it was, a, let's say it was a semi-forced accident, but here's it, like any other girl back in the eighties in high school, I wanted to take uh cooking or fashion design or, you know, all the girly classes that in the 1980s we were known for doing. Sure. And, you know, my parents were like, no computers are the future of the world. You need to take a computer class. And I just remember the, the really, <laughs> I don't want to take a computer class. So, yep. I had to take a computer class and I just remember walking in and it was, I was the only female in an all guy class. And I swear to God that they all looked at me and I could just tell what was going through their brains. And, you know, even the teacher made some raunchy comment, like, uh, are you sure you're in the right place? You know, mm. it, just like in the movies, it was exactly like that, you know, cooking's down the hall. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> I kept my head down low. I have to be honest with you. I sucked at it. I mm -hmm. was a creative person. I was not a coder. And this was a coding class because back in the day, everything was coding. So 
I just barely made it through the class. I'll never forget the final project was supposed to be uh, like 5,000 lines of code to make a stupid skier go down a hill <laughs> with a bunch of triangle trees. And on the day when I hit, what was that at the time? Execute. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the skier went up the hill. So basically I flunked the class. I said to the teacher, hey, do I at least get an A for creativity or being unique? He's like, nice try. Don't make a career out of this. And that's what stuck with me many, many years later. So I did go into, you know, so many little design things on the side, started with a little bit of graphic design. And then at the time, um, you know, we uh, had a company where uh, we were doing electronics. And um, at the time, there was no website design was very expensive back then. You had to go to a, a special person to build you a website and there was a lot of money involved. So for a startup company, it definitely was not very cost-effective. Therefore, I was addressed in, didn't you do this in high school? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> where's this going? Well, I think you can build us a website. Mm -hmm. Okay, all the trauma is coming in, flooding back, all the words about how I can't do this and I shouldn't do this. And, you know, then I was, uh, I went out and I got an HTML book and I was looking through it and I said, oh my God, this is not really as bad as it was when I was in high school. I think I can try this. I, I don't know what happened. I just had a light bulb. I started playing around with it. Lo and behold, two weeks later, I had like a mini little website done. And I'm like, wow, I was so proud of myself. I was literally like just all over the place on how I built a website. Um, fast forward, I started doing it for family and friends. They all got free websites while I was practicing and still, you know, working in the other business. And then, you know, I got my first couple clients who saw me doing it, so on and so on and so on. So it became like a side thing. And then um, when I moved out here to California, I, that's just basically what I started doing. I just totally decided to make a business out of it. That was 15 years ago. Joined my first networking and that's it. Fast forward to today. It's a full on business, which I absolutely love doing. Oh, I love that. Now tell me who is like your ideal person to work with? Who's like where you really get to get all in the weeds of creativity? You know, it's funny. I have two types of clients. Um, the kinds that come to me and have no clue what they want, they're actually the worst <laughs> because <laughs> I will design. They're like, I trust you. And then I put together something and then they put it on Facebook and get 5,000 uh, opinions. And then they're like, I'm not mm. sure if this is what I wanted or not, <laughs> you know? So that's what I don't like. The person who, the ideal client who comes to me and has some kind of an idea, has done their research and has a little bit of a clue, still needs handholding, obviously, but it's a lot easier to sit with somebody who's done a little bit of research, has a little bit of a clue what they want, a direction, still needs, again, like I said, the handholding, but that that's what I love to do it because it's a team effort. It's me and it's the client. And, and my job is to create something that when they open it for the first time, it's like, wow, that's exactly what I had in mind or wow. Oh my God, you changed my life, my business. I have so many people. So yes, absolutely. It's the, it's the client who has a little bit of research done, but still needs, you know, the, the teamwork together. Yeah, for sure. I know when I was developing the bra website, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have it. I don't have it. I can't do it. Um, I sat on Adobe for a little bit trying to do a logo and I was like, I'm going to throw this computer out the window. Like I, can't, <laughs> I cannot do it. Um, I also knew that your website really is 
really is going to determine our, if our people are going to hang around, right? Like what's the statistic of somebody, how long they spend on your website before they're like, I'm out? Four to six seconds. And that is exactly what I talk about at all my conferences, because that's exactly how it is. You have four to six seconds to attract someone's attention like this, or they go on to the next website. Yeah, for sure. And then what do you think is the most viewed page on a website? Generally, I mean, it would be the homepage unless somebody is marketing a specific page. And I do have about four to six clients that really do market a specific section of their website much more heavily, but generally the homepage is the one that's landed on. So it has to kind of be almost like the fancy, I like to call it table of contents, has to have a little bit of everything. So then when people do that initial quick scroll, they like what they see, or they see a, a good call to action and they're like, oh, hey, this is something that I want to look into. Yeah, for sure. What do you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, companies? Like who, who, where are you at with kind of dealing with big corporate? <laughs> all over the place. Honestly, yeah. I work with all size companies. Like I, I have startups, I have, you know, brand new mom and pop shops. And I even work with like, right now I'm working with a company that has 500 employees and they work with, um, with the U S army and with, uh, aerospace. So, you know, oh, it's, wow. Wow. I mean, their warehouse is huge and they have airplane parts, nothing I know anything about, but you know, it's, I learn, I, I learn, I visit, I visit my client's location and it's all about learning and, and understanding what they do. I can put any kind of a website together for anyone. Oh, wow. Well, I guess the, the, the golden question is which platform do you prefer? <laughs> I would definitely say WordPress today. And I, it's the one I used to hate when it first came out, but it really is so scalable. And it happens so many times that my clients come to me with all sorts of other platforms that they're not very happy with for one reason or another, or they grew really fast and they can't scale, or there's just no, there's nowhere to go with it. So I try to always start building in something with WordPress because you can build a really small uh, website that way. Definitely room to grow custom programming, lots of plugins, lots of open source available there. So I, WordPress is my platform of choice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and what would you say is the most common mistake you see on people's websites? Wow. I can't point <laughs> one. There's quite a few. Oh, really? Um, okay. What's your like three, give me like three things that are, you're like, Oh no, that's no bueno. <laughs> so I know it's really hard to plan for the future, but it helps if people have an idea where they'd like to go with the website because so many times, perfect example, the other day I had a client and I asked her, do you think you'll ever be selling on your website? And she said, no. I said, are you sure? And she said, no. And then when it came down to it, she decided to open a whole new line and we had to rebuild the entire website as an e-commerce website because we didn't leave room to build it in the right way. So I always try to ask people, is there a chance you might ever sell product? And even if they think they, they really might just say yes up front, because we can prepare for that later. So we just add on to it and not have to rebuild it. Oh, so I would say not thinking things through would be one. Um, number two is not coming in with your branding and your colors, because some people are just like winging it. And then all of a sudden they look around and they change everything around. And once again, it's like a complete redo. So the more prepared people are, the, the better, um, the better it would be for the business less, you know, you won't have to redo anything and, you know, just to come as organized as possible. Yeah, for sure. Are people typically surprised by the cost? By the sticker? Do you get sticker shock a lot? 
Um, you know, not usually, but again, I, I would say that for somebody who's brand new to business, who has to put out a lot of money in all different areas, not just their website, sometimes it might be, um, because, you know, many years ago, the price of a website was way cheaper because again, there was less things involved. There was no responsive. There was no ADA compliance, which is like another whole chapter now. It's like every time Google just decides to do something, it makes our job a lot harder, a lot, you know, longer and a lot more things that we have to do. So the price just keeps going up like anything else since COVID or since whatever. Um, but no, I mean, the companies that I work with, they actually tell me that I'm really reasonable. And they're a lot of times right off the bat in the meeting, they're like, where do I sign? So oh, <laughs> that says a lot about you then. I love that. <laughs> now, so you're, you're making websites, you're doing your jam, you're in California. What happened? And then 2019, tell me what happened. Yes. So 2019, um, I'll actually never forget this because it was right after, right after my son's bar mitzvah, I had, uh, my mammogram and after every year it just came in, um, negative all of a sudden it wasn't. Uh, and it just started with, I love how the doctors do this to you. We found something, but don't worry. Yeah. Right. Okay. And what? Okay. Like that. And that's exactly how I felt. That was my response. Like no words were coming out of my mouth, just the facial expressions. And I was like, well, can you tell me what you could have possibly found? Even though, you know, I, I just couldn't bring myself to say the words and they're like, yeah. well, we need to redo it. We need a biopsy. We need, we had a whole bunch of things. Of course they came, uh, inconclusive. So again, it had to be done. And meanwhile, my hair was just turning whiter by the day. Until finally, after the last one, they confirmed um, that it was breast cancer and it was at stage two, which was the good, good thing, but it was um, accelerated, meaning it was mm. growing fast. So they're like, thank God it wasn't three or four. However, because of the, um, all the markers and everything, um, cause there's a lot of markers involved in this. They said, you are going to need uh, chemo uh, and radiation. Oh, wow. And then it was just my choice of a lumpectomy or a mastectomy, but I chose to do a lumpectomy. I just couldn't deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And now, oh gosh, so you had a 13 year old, your only child, or do you have other children? Oh no. Uh, I've got two, no, uh, I've got a 21 year old and I also have a um, 17 year old. He just turned 17. Oh my gosh. So you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, and now you've been given this diagnosis. Like what, were you nervous about how this was going to affect your business? Like what? <sighs> What did you do? Yeah, it, that was probably my main concern um, because, you know, I mean, as much as I do have a little bit of help, I'm I'm very much uh, OCD <laughs> perfectionist. And as much as I can delegate, there's just certain things that I really want to do myself. And I, I didn't know, like, you know, what was going to be, am I going to be weak? Am I going to be like drained? I didn't know because everybody's condition is different. Everybody handles chemo differently. And, you know, when you are in a state of not knowing anything, that's for me is like a bigger panic than anything else. Yeah. So I was just really, really worried. Um, so it was basically at that time I had to take everything day by day. I did not have a choice. Wow. So. That that's, and then are, how are you now? How are things now with it? Knock on wood. Would <laughs> I'm knocking. I'm knocking. Everything for you. is good. I mean, right now he, uh, my my oncologist has me on six months. I have to alternate between MRIs and um, the uh, uh, MRI with the dye 
which is terrible. Not only do they stick you in a little tube, but you have to go through the, the colored dye going through your whole thing while you're in that claustrophobic little tube. Um, and then a, a mammogram every six months I have to alternate, but so far wow. so good. It's been three years uh, free. Oh, wow. That's great. That's really great. And and somehow you managed to keep your business afloat during this while you were going through chemo. How did you do that? Do you have a great assistant? Like, what did you do? You know, honestly, um, I think being proactive is key because I called my my biggest clients, obviously, because I had to let them know right away because they're the ones that have me on retainer and I do monthly work mm-hmm. for them. And I just let them know what was going on. Um, you know, if we had things that were on a, uh, on a specific date, I actually did try to work my chemo around that because I knew with the chemo the first week I would be like out, like the first week was awful. And then as the effects started to fade off a little bit, I got a little bit of my strength back. So they were so amazing. And they worked with me, all the rest of my clients. Um, I pretty much emailed them, let them know what's going on saying, if you need something a little bit more, I guess, dependable, immediate is the best word. I'm going to transfer. I actually had a competitor that I was working with um, and two clients uh, ended up going there for a while because I I just couldn't be there for them immediately. And I knew it. And as much as they appreciated that, it's funny. They, I was, I was like, I'm losing those two. Cause as soon as you give it to somebody else, that's it. But they ended up coming back to me and they just said the dynamic was not there with the new person. Um, oh, wow. Really? They, you know, appreciated that I took care of them, but they really liked working with me, which was amazing to hear. And they did come back to me. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I was really, really worried, but I, I just managed, you know, it was a little stressful and, you know, they tell you no stress while you're on chemo. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I managed. You, you, you don't have a choice. You just have to make it work. I mean, there, I was in the, I was in the chemo room working on my laptop literally until I passed out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw the picture. You're hilarious. I'm going to add it to the show notes um, so you guys can see that your dedication. And I hope these brands really appreciate you. <laughs> well, to be told, totally honest with you when you are in, I don't wish anybody to sit in a chemo room. So if you've ever had a parent or anybody, you know, everybody's sitting there, you know, hooked up to these things. And this is the look of every person in that room like that. Yeah. And I think on the first time I had it, I was so that in itself, if the cancer doesn't depress you looking around that room is the most depressing environment you can be in. And I just was like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing eight more of these. And that's, we're talking seven, eight hours in that room. Um, I just said, I'm just going to work. I'm going to work until I pass out. Because by the end of the the the, the chemo session, I was always like wiped out. Yeah. Um, I just worked until I literally went <laughs> right on yeah. my laptop. Wow. So my dad, when my dad went through chemo, um, he would say the same thing. You would see the chairs filled all the way around. And he would always talk about how you never wanted to come in and see one of those chairs empty because you were like hoping, oh, maybe they, they're, they're done, but you're, but it was always like, why is that, why, where did Phil go? And my dad's a talker. So he talked to everybody <laughs> when he was going through chemo. I know, um, I know it's, uh, that's actually a good thing because it's a really good, I know it's really scary because some of those people were already stage four and they didn't know if they were going to make it or not. And Oh, I'm just getting goosebumps every time I talk about it. But, you know, I knew that I was lucky. I knew that I was going to make it. I tried to keep my spirits up because honestly, having, having cancer just doesn't, 
it's not really a positive thing. You know what I mean? And there's, it's hard to turn something positive out of that, but I tried, I mean, there's nothing you can do. You have to keep going. Yeah. And that's probably what contributed to your health. You know, healing is like having a positive attitude, trying to stay stress-free. I don't know how you do that, but you know, (laughs) that's important too, but good for you for the positive outlook and actually keeping yourself busy by working while you're doing it. I'm sure that all contributed to your mental health as well as your physical health. That's inspiring. Wow. So I guess Plus, I do have to mention, I fired three clients that were giving me stress because, you know, basically the doctor said no stress. And they're like, why are you, why are you telling us you can't do our work anymore? I'm like, cause you stress me. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. That's a word of advice to anybody listening. You can break up with asshole clients. You don't have to stick with them. No nope, <laughs> more money will come. Worth it. <laughs> wow. That's so, it's so, so true. I also have found that um, a lot of entrepreneurs are really desperate when they're first starting out that they'll just take whatever from whomever um, and realize that they don't, this isn't worth it. It just, it's a hard lesson to learn. So I'm glad you were just like, no, bye. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, guilty as charged. When I first started up, I think we all do that. We're just so anxious when we first start up to get our first client. But as we realize it, some of these clients, they start to take advantage of you. And, you know, my, most of my clients are amazing and they send me stuff and I get it done within, you know, sometimes even same day, sometimes 48 hours later, which is great. I hear people saying my web designer doesn't get stuff done for three weeks. And I'm like, no, that is really ridiculous. But then I have these one or two that are like, they text me and they say, okay, is it done yet? And I only got the text four hours ago. <laughs> Hello, I don't work strictly for you. Or am yeah. I on your payroll? <laughs> right. Hello. So with all your client work, managing family, managing cancer, all of the things, what was your light at the end of the tunnel? Like what kept you motivated through all of this experience? And were you doing, was this during COVID that you had to do all of this? No, the funny thing is, I'm glad you actually asked that question because the minute I got the okay from the, uh, from the oncologist after the radiation was over that my strength came back and my hair started growing back and everything was already like just starting to be back to normal. It was March 19th <laughs> shutdown day. No. <laughs> I finally get my clean bill of health, ready to take on the world. Boom, COVID lockdown. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And you're probably high risk. So you probably really had to stay. Oh gosh. It was horrible because I already felt like I was in a quarantine. I really did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be, then how did you manage that? (sighs) Being able to like, what kept you kind of motivated and going through that? Um, it was really hard. It, I mean, yeah. that was actually, I, you know, I, I can't say COVID was harder than, than cancer, but in its own way, you know, I don't know. I felt like it just came out and I just got slapped back down. And now I'm like, oh my God. And of course, all of us thought it was going to be just a two week or one month or whatever <laughs> thing. And yeah. Wow. So yeah, it just kept going and going and going, but I'm a very, uh, proactive kind of person. So I try to make the best out of a situation like that. So I actually had, oh, my little black book is actually right here. I can show you while I was doing chemo. I had this black book uh, of all sorts of things. Oh, actually it's changed to green now. Uh, It it was a black book. I had all sorts of things that um, once I felt better, I was going to accomplish. 
And they were all little things to big things, like where I wanted to take my business, things I wanted to do, places I wanted to travel, just everything. Any thought that came to my head, I put it on, on in this book. And as soon as COVID happened, I'm like, time to get out the book because, you know, business for all of us obviously halted because nobody yeah. knew, uh, you know, where they were. I was very lucky because my large companies did not bail on me and they, they were what held me through it. Um, obviously small businesses, they were, they were, everything stopped because no one knew if they're even going to stay in business or not. Um, so that, that was like time to work on the, uh, the stuff from the book. And I did, I started going into other areas of my business that I didn't even think that were possible. And that's what kept me going were all these new challenges. I love that. And what were, what was like your, your wish list? If the COVID ended and you could travel anywhere, what would have it been? Where would you have gone? I'm actually taking that trip next month, which is Iceland. You're kidding. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm excited. That was already on my agenda for a long time. And, uh, it's actually a photography trip because I like to do some photography in my side work. So, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's a fun thing for me, but I, I love doing uh landscape and nature and we're going to see the lights and the ice caves and it's all one big photography trip with photographers. Oh, fun. And is the Aurora Borealis, like it's November, right? So it should be really just like lighten up the sky. Yeah. It's right. It's going to be right around Christmas time too. So hopefully we'll get some miracles. Oh, that's incredible. I have my sister-in-law went there for her honeymoon, dragged her husband during COVID. They're like, no, we're going. Um, I think it was like 2021 they went. Um, and you can't take an ugly picture. It, it no. was just stunning. Absolutely no. stunning. Um, they went, I think in March. Yeah. It was like March, 2021. And it was it was only light out for like it, the sun didn't rise till like 11 a.m. And she said it would totally mess with you. And it would go down at like 5 p.m. And she would be like, let's go out to dinner and pitch black. <laughs> and it's true when I'm going, there's only going to be, I think they said six hours of light. That's it. All the rest is dark. Wow. That's cool. It's very, <laughs> very cool. Um, okay. Really quick, because a lot of my listeners are new entrepreneurs, they're new to, or they're making the you know, kind of the switch into entrepreneurship, they're leaving corporate or they're getting ready to launch something. What would you, as an entrepreneur yourself, what advice would you give to a new entrepreneur, someone who's like jumping into it? Doesn't have to be website related, but just in your experience, what have you kind of figured out the T of it all? Um, advice. Let's see. Wow. There's so many places this can go. Um, you know what? Listen to the experts, listen to the people who have done that journey because they do have a lot to offer. Uh, the big guys, they forgot sometimes where they came from, but you know, us, us, uh, you know, women entrepreneurs and all that good stuff. We have a story. We all have a story. We've all been there. We can all kind of guide you and say what to do, what not to do. And again, everybody's business is different. So not every person's advice is spot on for you, but I think talking to like maybe two or three people that have done the journey, um, that you really admire. I think that's a really good way to get started because I wish I had somebody to help me with that. You know, I had to figure everything out by either getting a slap on the wrist or, oh, this is not going to work or something yeah. like that. So talk to the experts. Uh, that's almost like finding a mentor then, you yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah, find a mentor. That's really good advice. I love that. Um, I know for me, when I was, this is not, bra was not my first business. My first business totally failed. Because um, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have someone to be like, is this a good idea? And if somebody would have just said, 
no, you should probably think about it this way. I might still be in that business, but, um, but if it wasn't for that failure, or I should say, if it wasn't for me trying that, I would not be here today. Um, and being, talking to lovely people like you. So that's, um, that's just a little bit about my journey. Now, um, before we get carried away, I want everyone to know where they can find you. Um, what all the places and all the, all the social places, where can we find you? Uh, so probably the best place is just to go directly to my website, which is next graphics, which is the, uh, N like Nancy EX graphics.com. And from there, you can see, uh, my story, my journey, any media I've been in all my social media links. So that's probably the best place to find me. Um, yeah. And I just love to drop me a line. Cause I just, I, I love networking. I'm an avid networker and I love just hanging out with people, having a cup of coffee. So hit me up and we can pick each other's brains. I love that. I love, and I loved having you at the wealthy women summit. That's where we met. I yes. think it was, was it Catherine Gray that connected yeah. us? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Catherine, she it knows sure everybody. Was. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. And she knows fun people, right? Like you're fun. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Like, um, wonderful. Okay, great. So we'll make sure we'll have that in the show notes too. So if you're driving in your car right now, listening to this, don't pull over right now. We'll make sure it's <laughs> in the show notes. You can get it later. Um, so let's get carried away. First, um, tell me two or three things that you are absolutely obsessed about. Now, some people have told me they didn't really knew they loved baking until the pandemic or all of a sudden they're sewing or anything like that. But what are things that you just love to get carried away about? Well, I mean, you already mentioned a couple of them, but uh, just a little tidbit. And, you know, I, I usually don't make this common knowledge because I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> I've been doing Zumba and belly dance for a long time. Zumba, especially I've been doing it for 15 years and I was actually, I love it so much. I do it five times a week and I was given a gift for my birthday. Uh, somebody thought I was good enough to be an instructor. So they got me a gift um, to get certified, which I did. And now I'm teaching. <laughs> you are? That's a, Can we take your class? How do we find your class? Oh, let's talk on the side <laughs> about that. Because to be honest with you, I made, I'm, this is hilarious. I made one post on, on Facebook about it. And all of a sudden, did not thinking about it, my clients are like, whoa, wait, are you giving up web design? And I'm right. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Enough of them called me freaking out that I was like, okay, I shouldn't be posting this on Facebook <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> It's a hobby. Everybody listen. Her web design is her baby. <laughs> it's a good hobby. It keeps you in a good looking shape. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I My, love it. I just love yeah. that music and it makes you so happy. Like all the, you know, those yeah. Spanish tunes, they're so beautiful. You know, I just love it. Island music, everything. It just makes all you so happy and so fit. And why not? <laughs> I love Zumba too. Um, my mom actually got me into it. Oh. Um, I love that. Yeah. And she has the jingle skirt and everything. And I was like, what are we doing? And then after the first class, I was like, oh, I get it. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> so, fun. It's so fun. So fun. Um, okay. And then the opposite is what is something that you can't stand that people get so, so carried away about? Like, for example, I don't understand anybody who want, would want to go camping. Um, it, it blows my mind that anyone wants to sleep outside with bears and snakes, but people are obsessed about camping. Wow. I actually like that one. Mine was kind of geared a little more towards food, but I hate coffee. I can't stand coffee. And I don't know, everybody seems to love coffee around me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, I hate coffee and I don't eat seafood. Uh, again, oh. everybody around me, especially here in California eats seafood. I do have to agree with you on the camping. Although the one time 
that I was offered to go camping. I'm like, as long as it's in an RV, cause that'll keep the bears out. If you're camping in an RV, I'm okay with that. And it was actually really fun, uh, okay. but no tents, nothing that can no. be ripped and mm -hmm. I can get a visitor. <laughs> no, thank you. And also you have to bring all your stuff to the campsite. Like, why don't we just get in a hotel? Let's yeah. I'm also not a sports fan. Everyone around me is in love with some kind of sports and sports does nothing for me. So yeah, that, those are my three. <laughs> those are good three. That's a good three. Nobody's ever said coffee. Um, but I, I see, and I'm not a fan of chocolate and people are obsessed <gasps> with chocolate. Yeah. And I usually get that reaction. Like, can I be you for a couple of days? I'd lose a lot of pounds. <laughs> right? Well, I like the salt. So I make up for it with potato chips and chips and salsa. But um, I've never, I always smell so good, but I've never been a fan of chocolate. Interesting. Mm. But I do like sour candy. Like, believe me, there's other things I like. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, thank you so much, Lee. This has been so informative, such an inspiring story. I hope everyone who's listening uh, gets their mammogram. Uh, if anything, that should be the biggest takeaway. <laughs> and um, Oh, yeah. Get your website in order with Lee right here um, at nexgraphics.com. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you. It was awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.